0: delighted to welcome John Gregory Smith back to the podcast. John is a chef, TV presenter. You might have seen him on This Morning or Sunday Brunch and the author of seven brilliant books including Saffron in the Souks, Orange Blossom and Honey and Turkish Delights. His new book, Fast Feast, is out in May. I've had a sneak preview and it's fab as usual. So welcome to the podcast, John.
1: (laughs) Oh, it's so good to be back. It feels like a very long time. So thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, I think the last time we spoke was actually right to the beginning of the pandemic when we did a podcast on... like an armchair was around Tel Aviv. Yeah, and we did actually, it remotely and that's a brilliant one if anyone wants to go and listen to it. <laughs> um, but first of all, can you tell us about how the, your new book came about? Because I believe you wrote it during the pandemic when you were also making these daily quick and easy recipe videos on your Insta and on TikTok. So did the two things go hand in hand because it is all about quick and easy food, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. So the book is all about quick and easy food, fast feasts, um, and it came about I'm going to say out of complete despair from <laughs> lockdown so like many people I lost my career I'm, I essentially freelance everything went um, so I took up uh, professional wine drinking for several weeks like we all did, we all
0: did yeah. and, uh, just just for several weeks not for <laughs> several months really <laughs> yeah.
1: and then um, again like most people realize that that wasn't sustainable so let's let's park it And I was living with my sister at the time because I was either be on my own or going with my family. So I was with my family. They were all like busy with school and my sister was busy looking after the kids and doing that horrendous homeschooling. Um, And her husband was working. I wasn't. So I decided to become the full-time chef. That was my job. I have a lot of energy. So I, I could, after a few weeks, kind of got that locked down and then I was like, need something to do. So I started filming the recipes that I was cooking. And it was very different from what I normally do because I normally make like Middle Eastern food or go to Gaza and cook a dish from Gaza. This was like total family basis because it was at that time when there was no flour or eggs. So, you know, I wasn't going to be whipping out pomegranate molasses. (laughs) It it was back to basics. But I started filming them, popping them online as something, literally something to do.
0: Yeah,
1: And that became kind of a thing. It was kind of interesting. Then once the world started opening up, I was like, actually... It's really interesting to write these very sort of simple everyday recipes mm. but could I add the ingredients and the tips and tricks that I learned abroad that I love to yeah. so dropping in ingredients like like my favorite harissa or rosewater or zutta, but into something like a mac cheese and whereas before I would never have done anything like that actually it was really interesting yeah. to do it was lovely so that sort of morphed into what I was putting out online and I my old publisher I won't name any names, ghosted me. <laughs> and my I spoke to a new publisher and they'd seen all and isn't that awful? And they'd seen all my stuff. And they were like, this is really interesting. Would you be up for doing a book? Yeah. You know, like what you do online? And I just said, absolutely, I'd love to. Um, and that's how this book was born. So it's it's kind of a joy to see it come to light after two years and you know, grow from something there yeah. was nothing and all a bit bleak and now it's suddenly just lovely
0: and you you've just told me that your your kind of insta <laughs> figures went up from six what was it so like,
1: i was on like 30 or forty thousand yeah. before pandemic and i only really used instagram to kind of promote a new book or yeah. something like that or a few recipes and so it's now 160
0: wow and amazing. i've
1: got 100 on tiktok and i tell you what have you ever heard that kim kardashian thing where she's like it's a full time job it's like <laughs> oh my it's like relentless but i do love it because it's sort of i'm in control of it and yeah. i get to just make lovely food with things that i well, like you
0: were consistent i think that's the thing when you know you were you were providing like amazing content yeah at a time when we kind of needed that content i'd like to know? think
1: i gave the world frying yeah. pan pizzas <laughs> <laughs> line.
0: and just so people know like your credentials if they don't know you your um your your previous books i mean you did your 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 background your interest is is very heavily into middle Eastern and in north african food and in your previous books um you know, like saffron and six and orange blossom and honey, you actually went and traveled and spent months in these places and you went and stayed with like local families and learned how to to make the dishes from scratch. So they're very mm. much kind of traveloggy, like serious cooking, but like yeah. really, um, you know, as as authentic as you could get your kind of interpretation sure. of them. Um, but, but really nice that you then took all of that knowledge and, and turned it into these lovely little quick and easy recipes as well
1: and I felt that was just really liberating to do that because I don't think I don't you know in our industry people talk about like like permissions so like have you got the permission to kind of write that book I don't think I would have had permission to have written Fast Feast two years ago without pandemic because everyone would have just said to me well that's not what you're known for go and write another book in another country yeah and that is what I wanted to do and I still feel my palestinian book which i've got the best name ever for is which is only half written it will come at some point but it was really amazing to kind of then put all of that knowledge and and you know like love that people taught me they taught me all these amazing things into something that's just quick and easy and you can make in the week i was always very particular about you know for me to write about cuisine yeah you know i grew up in west london for me to write about middle eastern food i had to go there i had to earn my stripes i had to live over there for several months and get to know it and you know stay with people in the middle of nowhere and really kind of do my homework to be able to talk about it which which i still stand by actually but i it meant that professionally i would never have put a recipe out from a country that i'd not been to or yeah. used something from somewhere whereas again for this book because I couldn't travel, I did feel like I wanted a little bit more inspiration. Mm. So I did read a lot about cuisines like Iraqi food, Iranian food, Kurdish food. And they've got like incredible Afghani food, amazing food. And I did borrow elements of that. I've I've credited wherever it's due because mm. I feel that's really important. Yeah. But that was really nice as well to be able to sort of read about a wonderful recipe and, um, and then make something from it, and then borrow a bit of it, was really interesting, because I'd never done that before either, so that was fun.
0: So today, inspired by your book, we're going to talk about 10 things you need to know about shortcut cooking, because obviously that's the focus, and we've got lots of clever cheats and hacks coming up. So let's start with number one, which is... um, I love finding new stuff to do with a familiar boring ingredient. And this is surprising <laughs> things to do with mayonnaise, oh. which we've all got in our fridges.
1: And can we just let's just caveat? Mayonnaise <laughs> is the greatest thing ever. So <laughs> slathered on bread in sandwich is is a win. But yes, no, that I found some amazing things that you can do with it. So mayonnaise like butter um, has is very high fat and it gives a beautiful texture to things. So two of the things that I discovered, one was actually in a kebab shop in Ramallah. Mm which is the capital of Palestine, I was doing a street food tour with this incredible artist. He was really wonderful because he spoke English. So he was taking me around. yeah. And one of the, actually, one of the weirdest things about Ramallah that was just surprised me it's had it has the best free Wi-Fi ever, which is so Random. weird. Yeah. So I'd be in Ramallah. And my phone was like 4G buzzing. I loved it. Um, and he took me to this little kebab shop where this man was making like just chicken sheesh. Mm-hmm. And he showed me how to make the marinade. And I assumed it was like slightly weird yoghurt. Because, yeah. you know, the, the texture is very, colour is very different. Yeah. And then I thought it was a, a Lebanese thing called tuam, which is like a yeah, garlic Yeah, know too, thing.
0: it's like garlic and oil whizzed That's together, it. isn't it? To and emulsify. it wasn't.
1: And he kept saying to me like mayonnaise. And I was like, yeah, yeah, but what is it? And he was like, you're being really weird, is mayonnaise. and That's so clever. So actually, so he'd put the spices, the mm. garlic, the lemon, everything else, but just use the mayonnaise. And what it gives is it gives a slight silkiness to mm. the meat and because it's slightly sweeter than yogurt, there's more sugar in, it gives it a really nice coating as well.
0: Wow. It's,
1: you know, when you cook um, like a stir fry and you put cornstarch. Yeah, on, I, I
0: did that last night. When you, it's you, amazing. You, so when you um, ten, tenderize the... Um, the, the meat the, the meat first with yeah it, and sometimes you put a tiny pinch of in there yeah. as well it's and amazing flour and then soy and just um
1: and it gives you that slight yeah. fluffy coating it yeah. sort of does Vel- that velvety it's called. Velvety. yeah, yeah. Um, that's a really good tip as well it's got nothing to do with this but yeah should you want to stir fry check that out but no it's really really it's really good and what's lovely is like i love a kebab and uh, if you marinate meat, you you know, you should always use yogurt, lemon, salt. But quite often people are like, oh, I don't have any yogurt. yogurt yeah. Everyone's got mayonnaise. It's like it's like bomb proof, isn't it? It's always somewhere. You yeah. can always find <laughs> you can get it. it. At the back of the fridge, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll
0: yeah. find it. So Usually like two jars. <laughs> oh, I, I mean,
1: I, I love it. I actually yeah. think it's such a delicious thing. I mix mayonnaise quite a lot with rose harissa in mm, sandwiches. So good. So good. And then the other thing that was very, very good with mayo is for grilled cheese sandwich so instead of buttering the exterior mayonnaise it and -hmm. it really gives like a really beautiful deep colored crisp Mm. and like a really good crunch almost you don't get from butter yeah it's very good
0: cool i love i love that top tip (laughs) um and number two is using some clever cheats we're going to allow this like clever cheats so things you know that they're going to speed everything up and this came out of me seeing you do a video for fake manty. So tell us firstly about manty for listeners who've never come across them before. Okay,
1: so manti are little Turkish dumplings. Mm. They're ve- they're really tiny. You know, if you go to the supermarket and you can buy like the fresh tortellini, yeah. quite often you can buy things called capelli or capelli. Cape- yeah, Capellini. The tiny yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. They're like almost smaller than that and it's a real art form. They're like mm. little square parcels of, of lamb mince mm. so in good. a dough and then they're boiled yeah. And then served with very, very, very sort of thick yogurt. It's not labneh, but it's thick yogurt. Yeah. And a chili butter. So that will be with the Turkish pepper flakes nice. that kind of bleed into it and give that lovely color. And then dry mint. Yeah, And it's just amazing. It's so good. Because the yogurt's so rich. It's not tangy. So It's almost like a cream Creamy, cheese. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, and I love it. And during lockdown, I was looking for... Because I didn't travel. I was like, i really miss all this kind of food, yeah. but I couldn't, like, I'm too lazy to make mantis. I mean, they're, they're literally, they're so tiny. I have the shortest attention span. It just would never <laughs> happen ever. And I couldn't buy them. So I just thought, well, can I just mock it up with fresh tortellini, which you could buy yeah. some yogurt, chili butter and and do do it that way. And look, it's not the real thing. Mm. The real thing is a complete art form, but it's a really nice. sort But you of get the textures and you get yeah. the
0: comfort in there, don't you? Because exactly. it's that kind of lovely squishy. And f- I,
1: I I I do get hammered sometimes when I put these things on because people will be like, "Well, you're kind of taking it away from the original," and I, I do understand that. But I, w- whenever I do something like this, I will always. It's always an ode to yeah, the original, it's your, and it's yeah. like I love the original. I wouldn't make it on a Monday night. No. So here's something you can, you know, try. But yeah. I and I always say, like if you like this, go and try the original because it's way better. Yeah. So it's it's a really good one. And I love it. I mean, actually like I want to refilm it actually because I think that I filmed that so long ago before I really knew how to film. So it's all a bit shaky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do a new one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You get and the thing is you can get really good um filled pastas in the supermarkets yeah. you know just from the like chili cabinet or whatever you can get really good ones so so you've got I a like that. you've got a nice little base there for one of
1: my guilty food pleasures if i've gone out a little bit too hard on the weekend is the they all sell them it's just the cheese and ham tortellini mm. kind of just tastes of salt so delicious but then you put an obscene amount of butter yeah. loads of more salt black pepper and parmesan yeah. and it, it, I just think it's the nicest thing ever yeah I love it
0: my stomach's actually rumbling at the thought of it I hope no one it's can dead hear basic it on this. but it's so good <laughs> yeah but we love a bit of that Everyone loves mash, but you've Love got some new ways of mashing things up. Tell us about that.
1: So I've always been in. I think because I'm so obsessed with hummus, I'm yeah. quite into like mashing things.
0: Mm. <laughs> texture, it's a texture Love thing, it. isn't it? Yeah.
1: And one of the things this this is in my book, but actually it was before I wrote that. It was was it before? No, it was not, before I wrote the book, I hate avocado on toast. Really? It's so gross. It's all mushy and rank <laughs> and like.
0: Stinks. Oh my god this is controversial. <laughs> I literally can't bear
1: it. And um I know that the whole world loves it but for me. So I was thinking like, oh what could what fun things could you have instead of avocado <laughs> and what's green peas? Mash peas in the morning, mm, not so convinced. Mix them with feta yeah. when they're hot and you actually sort of mash it and the feta melts into it. You do get this beautiful mushy deliciousness. Cheesy yeah. peas, come on. So that is
0: and cheaper as well.
1: Oh, it's so and, good and
0: more ecologically sound, I believe.
1: I just, I honestly love <laughs> it, and it's really good with bacon because you get the salty, yeah, tart bacon and the slightly sweet peas. Yeah, so that I did, and then I've actually riffed it and put it in the book with a very easy salmon tray bake, That's and it's nice. it's just really nice flavors. Yeah. It's very simple because you could
0: do it with anything. I mean, you could put that on toast. You could have that That's with really fish. Good. Can you? You could have that with like a lamb lamb yeah. steak with some and mint even in just, as well.
1: I have done it for dinner where so I used to do a bit of quite private catering and they wanted like I'm terrible at them they wanted canapes oh God, yeah. but I did it as quite cute like I can't remember what was on top of it It was like a little spring lamb but with that one it was all oh, kind that's of sweet nice.
0: yeah that's lovely and
1: it's dead easy you just blend yeah, it all yeah. so that was a really nice one and then the other one is butter bean mash and that's just delicious like I can't I can't actually remember where it's in this book or if is it in the book
0: yeah, you've got a butter mash in there. Of course. I, I oh, yeah, with pork with, chops. With pork chops,
1: yeah. So in the book, I do it with pork chops. And actually, what's so nice about the Bas beans, when you buy a tin of them, they're so soft mm. and lovely. And they have a nice texture. The flavour's not super strong, but it's a vehicle for other things. So if you just mash them with anything from like a bit of fried onion and garlic as a basic, mm. right up to, you know, adding herbs and spices, yeah. it's really nice. Sort of quite filling and it's a nice alternative to just potato every time i yeah.
0: think another good tip that i found during lockdown i was sent um to try some like jarred butter beans you know the spanish, if you can get the kind of spanish ones in yeah. jars the texture is they they seem a little bit expensive but the jars are massive yeah. and the texture so gorgeous it's like much firmer it's, it's, not, it's not as
1: mushy is it yeah it's, it's got it is mushy inside but it's got a it's like they've been cooked properly rather than just nukes and put in a can. Yeah. But I, you know, don't knock the cans up either. it's no, no it can's great, but cans no, I, I yeah. know what you I mean, just, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, it's just quite nice to try the the different... I think,
1: you know, you know that kind of the, is it the Greek like baked butter beans? Like the
0: Gigantes. Yeah. Beans, you can make yeah.
1: them better with something like that because they will hold shape a lot yeah, better. Yeah, lovely.
0: With, if, if they're in a sauce, like if you are say, Yum. roasting a chicken with loads of garlic and lemon mm. and then take the chicken out and stir the butter beans into the juices... With some love herbs, that. that's just the easiest. Please note Sunday I've cooked lunch.
1: absolutely nothing for Janine. Yeah. So we're both <laughs> starving I've had an extremely strong. She has got water.
0: I've got, a, I've got the strongest <laughs> coffee tell, in the universe. I've got the strongest coffee. <laughs> and it's working. Um okay, so on to the next one, which Ooh. is instant sauces. I know yes. this is one of your faves. Love it.
1: So this is a new thing for me. I love an instant sauce. So I like things that you can just dollop a few things in and you've got a sauce rather than kind of making one. Yeah. And here are a few that I really like. So if you, like cream cheese is is brilliant Rich, on yeah. toast or whatever. But actually, if you start melting it down, it's an instant sauce. Mm. It's so good. And that, when you're cooking any kind of pasta, because of the pasta water, it just, it creates yes. an instant amazing sauce. Mm. And one of my favorites, and again, this this is in the book, which is, um, you know, your new favorite Monday night supper, which is gnocchi easy it takes three minutes to boil shove it in a pan with some cream cheese harissa a little bit of butter and salt yeah! and you literally just stir it through with some of that pasta water and you yeah. have this just amazing unctuous sauce it's so lovely so it's lovely. really not i actually had that the other day it was the so good, good
0: and the good thing about cream cheese that i found as well because i've done that used it in place of cream yeah because it lasts for like a month or a, a few weeks, whereas cream, you know, you've got like days for yeah. it to, to go off. But you can keep a little it's also tub of Philadelphia to... in the fridge, and then you can it's just, a just slightly scoop different it out. texture, isn't yeah. it? It's
1: sort of it's almost can... slightly richer than. Yeah,
0: the... you need less of it. I love that's that. That's really nice about it. yeah. Mm, yummy. And what what other instant sauces have you got? So
1: um, a really lovely one that it was is sort of like very uh, Levant ish is is grated tomato okay. now that sounds like super weird but actually <laughs> if you if you grate a tomato on the coarse side of a cheese grater yeah essentially what you do is get a lovely pulp and it just removes the skin because the skin won't go through oh, yeah, so you course. kind of yeah. what you're left with is like the the, the tomato water and a, and a pulp so it kind of is slightly thicker yeah. than just water that makes sense are you with me yeah. and um in quite often in the sort of on the eastern med they will then you mix that with olive oil and some garlic and then use that as like a dressing but and but often to put something hot in so if you put like a hot roasted veg into that it just soaks it up oh, such a good so aubergine. you get this lovely sort of sweet tangy light tomato vibe mm. soaked up it's really good so i have a recipe where essentially it's just that with roasted aubergines and they are like sponges anyway yeah. so it's really good but it is it's a really nice one if you're doing any kind of roasted veg cooked meats and you just sort of bung it in and you just get this lovely lovely flavor it's mm. really really nice very good on hummus as well it's lovely it's
0: kind of like i i think i did a recipe once for lamb and it's like a reverse marinade mm. so rather than marinating it before mm. you you like cook the um you know boned out lamb leg and then slice it up and then a bit like your thing just spoon that yeah. all over the top of it and then just leave it let it soak yeah. in and then serve that lukewarm warm with yeah. You know your salad or whatever on a summer day, I love and it's that. gorgeous because it
1: really soaks it up. Yeah, it? Sort and of then like- also
0: you get the juices from the mm. the meat, like mix in with all of that and make it, mm. mix it, yeah, instant sauce. As we said, instant sauces. <laughs> instant there you go. Instant sauces.
1: Yeah. Um What else? So yogurt as well is like I, I'm really into yogurt. I use yogurt as a dip. I use it as a sauce. So you can put it on the base for anything um i as, as with the manti you can use it actually to source pasta to it's delicious it's a great you know
0: which yogurt do you buy because i i always buy greek now because it just seems to you get so much more bang for your buck basically because yeah. it's so rich so, so just and if, it, it doesn't split as easily as what, well what
1: i find with i'm like totally supermarket savvy that's why yeah. i do like 99 percent of my shopping whenever i buy the slightly kind of taller tubs that mm. are great for like kind of you know, just in the morning, if you just want yeah, a scoop yeah. of yogurt. They you're right, they don't quite have that mega richness that if you go to the Middle East, to to you know, Europe and you get they have that very, very rich yogurt. So yeah. is that I always just get total yogurt.
0: Yeah, they're like the Greeks. Five yeah. percent
1: fat. It's got the best flavor, like really yeah. rounded. It's yeah. almost weird. Like when you have it, you're you're like, wow, that's such a big flavour. Yeah. And I think it works better. Uh, if you're going to cook it down for a sauce because it won't split yeah or if you're using it as a marinade it clings to everything a bit better
0: and i think you're right don't get the don't go for the zero percent fat because it's it's just taking all the good stuff out i know it's so good for you as well i know
1: know? and i I, don't quote me on this but quite don't quote this but do
0: (laughs) but thousands of people quite often though (laughs) when you
1: look at like the actual when the fat when you look at a zero fat thing compared to a full fat thing it's, not that it's often different. very marginal
0: yeah it's really marginal and
1: for something like yogurt that's a natural product with probiotics in it, it's like you're probably better off eating the full fat one less yeah. a bit less often yeah definitely but, but whatever floats about however it works for you it's better
0: for you um now you love middle eastern flavors as oh, we've, as we've just heard so your next point is all about all of those amazing flavor boosting spice mixes mm. that actually are a lot easier to get hold of these days absolutely talk us through some of them
1: so i I love things that are like bang for your buck. such a good expression yeah. to use. I love that expression. But I, lo- I think it's great. So in the kitchen, if, you, if you're if you not someone who wants to have 10 million spices, if you go and buy a ready-bought ready spice mix, all the supermarkets sell them now, you've got 10 spices in there already mm. done. So easy. So they're a very good way for like quick cheats cooking facts. And the ones that I like, I mean, I've literally got hundreds over there and I've got a whole box of them. If you sort of look down oh, there, yeah, you see can just see that. them creeping out. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but the ones that I like are baharat. So baharat actually just means spice in Arabic. Okay. Um, but it's not to be confused with a spice mix also called baharat. Uh, and that is used more on the, the sort of coastal side rather than the main bit of the Middle East. They wouldn't really use it. But it's essentially a woody mix mm. of spices, a bit like a Indian garam masala. But it's, it's cloves, it's very allspice heavy, yeah. lots of cinnamon, and it's really nice on any kind of marinated meat. And it just goes really well mm. with like, it's best friends with lamb. It's lovely. Lovely. So I really like that one. Dukkha is um, an Egyptian spice mix, which is traditionally made with uh, hazelnuts and spices kind of ground down, but quite coarse yeah. textured and what you would traditionally use that for is is like you were saying with that lamb dish where you marinate afterwards you would almost use that at as the a, end as the a sprinkle process. yeah exactly. i put it
0: on eggs and oh it's just it's delicious just isn't really it? good on instant breakfast instant flavor
1: instant texture yeah baharat you would you would add more at the beginning to kind of cook yeah. out and mellow like the thing yeah because it's quite a full on flavor
0: but duck is more like a condiment really I isn't it i love that yeah.
1: really good with olive oil and bread yeah then i love ras al hanout um which is a a moroccan spice blend it means top of the shop and what it what that really means is you would in the sort of olden days you would go to the spice merchant mm. and go i want the best spices so he'd cream the top of the shelf and make yeah. this mix for you and i mean the list of ingredients is endless i mean yeah. it's but it, but the flavors in there are things like rose petals moroccan cumin it's really really incredible and you you can buy that in every supermarket now and it's great with anything like lamb it's really good with fish it's really good with cauliflower nice. and you can use that before or after the cooking and then my favorite Lebanese spice mix and I've got so much of this stuff actually is zatar. yeah and zatar is so if you're in Lebanon there's a there's a herb called zatar which okay. grows in the south and it's like it's sort of, it's one of those amazing things when you go abroad, when it's Zata season, everyone's just like, oh yes, it's Zata season. And it, and they'll use it fresh in salads and it's yeah. got this amazing flavor, a bit like, a bit like fresh oregano, mm. very sort of like herbal. Yeah. That sounds weird, but you know what I no, mean? No, know it's exactly what you mean, yeah. amazing smell. So it's a little bit like that. And then they have a spice mix called Zata, which is where they use the dried Zata leaves mm. and then they mix it with Sumac, which is a little red berry that kind of grows in quite dry areas and it's got a very tart tang like lemon, light lemon yeah. yeah and they mix it with that and then sesame seeds and that's in Lebanon when you order Zata that's what you get but yeah. over here we they don't really share the Zata plant it's like nah this this is this is for us <laughs> they only great you know it's because it's, it's just a tiny country so you'd normally get a mix of thyme or dried oregano okay and it's really nice so it's sort of herbally lovely texture mm. lovely fragrance and that's great at the end of cooking, but also like if you roll something like a tuna steak in it, so it covers it and then sear yeah. it. Oh, delicious. It's lovely.
0: Fantastic. Okay, for number six, Italians look away now. Oh yeah, oh, so Italy. <laughs> because you said um, one, of your, one of your videos has 30 million views and a few death threats. Yeah, I mean. Um, and it's one pot pasta
1: so like i love <laughs> pasta i've always loved it my granny used to call me pasta percy when i was younger because that's all i used oh, to eat i refused yes. everything else and it, it's, i love it and i again for my career i had no reason to ever sort of talk about pasta bites. i love it and now I, i'm a, like a die hard fan and i love a one pot pasta dish and by that i mean you put the raw yeah. pasta in with the water and the other flavors and okay you less less washing up for one yep but by retaining the starch, it does give it you does a slightly silky, different yeah. texture at the end. Um, and I know, again, so when when <laughs> all Italians were saying to me, yeah, but you keep the pasta water and it does the same thing. It's like, it, that does, but this is slightly different because you keep all of the starch. Yeah. So it's just mega creamy. So if you want something that's like super... Indulgent, yummy, baby foody vibe. This yeah. worked, and I did it with huge conchetti shells. Oh
0: yeah, nice. Which
1: are traditionally used for stuffing and baking. Yeah. And I just slapped that in a pan, basically with a load of pesto and cream cheese. <laughs> oh god!
0: <laughs> and it
1: was so good, and it had thirty million views.
0: Wow! And
1: the like, the really nice reactions stopped quite quickly, and then I think suddenly Italy saw it and was like, "This is." an affront to all italian food i just want to caveat i love italian food I've, i actually wanted to be italian when i was younger because i like pasta so much Aww. i just thought it was so cool and what my point was that at no point had i ever said that what i eat on a wednesday night is italian food it's just yeah. like a load of delicious cheesy mush that i love yeah. and it sort of resonated and it's a, con- it's a theme because I do continue making one pot pasta dishes yeah. and putting them online because I love them. Everyone else does.
0: Well, let's talk about more worthy things, which is um, <laughs> using your freezer efficiently as a...
1: So everyone always says this, do not they? Whenever you talk about like kind yeah. of shortcut cooking and waste, it's use the freezer, but really do use your freezer and you can use it for so much more than like freezing a cooked meal and ice. So like anything like fresh herbs, if you're not going to use them, I just put the whole packet in the freezer really? and then just grab a little crumble and crumble what what they won't have is if you want like a scattering of fresh oh, yeah. herbs over something that is not going to work but if you're putting something cooked at the yeah. end of the cooking process and just folding it through it's 90 percent of the same yeah. and i just literally put the whole packet in and rip off what i want also i often buy Things like lemongrass, kaffir lime leaves. When I'll go, I'll suddenly decide I want something Thai. Yeah. Go and buy it all, use a tiny bit of it, and then be like, I don't want to do the rest. Again, all in the freezer. Yeah. And it just all lasts fine. brilliantly. And then I do this death drink in the morning that I have every <laughs> morning because it it's drink? so gross. It looks like someone's put slimer in the blender. <laughs> and it's avocado, which I don't like anyway, but I feel like you've got to eat it. Banana, which I hate banana as well. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> spinach that's all right and kale I hate kale three literally three (laughs) devil foods go into it and then I use this spirulina powder oh yeah I don't really know what it does but I've been told it's good for me so I'm just going to stick with it until I'm told otherwise and then I blend it up and I drink a pint of it every day but what I do is for ease and not wasting Mm -hmm. I buy a massive load of bananas and avos chop them up into like little pieces like you know two inch cubes and then just freeze them. Yeah. So they're all done. That means in the morning you get a kind of nicer texture. Texture as and well. And then yeah. go off. Because yeah. otherwise they just go off and go mash. No, it.
0: no, it's such a good idea as well. And then you get all your prep done. You can put it in a big exactly. Tupperware tub. And exactly. then and then it's just there, your death drink don't... is ready to go. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> um and then number eight, something I like. I know there's a bit of controversy about them because um I think because of them coming in plastic, yeah. The powder, the grain pouches but i think what's really good about them is they're so good for when when there's only two of you and you just don't want to spend all of that energy and time yeah. like and actually there's some great companies and i'm sure they're doing more recyclable pouches now sure, as well yeah. i'm sure they are um and you can get so many different ones as well like you yeah. know your barley and spelt freaker, and all freaker, these kind of which things is quite yeah hard to get a hold of. and
1: i think often people might buy that with the greatest intentions get it home and then go like oh god it, you actually have to boil it for 40 minutes yeah. and i can't be bothered And i think these are really good at, especially for cooking for two as you said or you want something quick they're just brilliant and what i i often find that they're a little bit hard yeah and if you just get a big old non-stick frying pan on high heat yeah so you know when you can, can't quite beat your hand over it chuck them in give it like 30 seconds just to like Break, break it up and get some heat into the grains mm. a couple of tablespoons of water and they literally you can see them they just fluff up get them out and they're lovely and soft and just like you boiled them and, and this is brilliant. where all
0: of your other things come in as well isn't it because you can use things like harissa or yeah. chamoula or something you can get from a jar that you buy yeah and just stir it through yeah. and then you've got this instant kind of yeah. side
1: and i've even seen actually this amazing thai chef that i follow on instagram and she does like she does a Thai fried rice using the grains just, just to be a bit healthier in the week oh, rather really? than having white rice. Just yeah. using a
0: pouch of yeah. grains. Brilliant. That's so good. Yeah. And that actually leads us on to your number nine, which is embrace the microwave, because they're actually great as well for you know, energy is becoming a big issue. Yeah. It's going to be even more and more. So again, if you if your frika is going to take 45 minutes on the hob and you can get a pouch of it and it takes three minutes in the microwave, I mean it's a no-brainer, Absolutely. really, isn't it?
1: So the microwave now. A lot of people are a bit sniffy about them. I think they're brilliant. Mm. Yes, if you want to eat your leftovers, win. But I have, I have I live in a really, like we're sat in my tiny flat, <laughs> my <laughs> tiny kitchen. And if I've got people over and I'm using the hob and I'm like, I want my veggies done all at the same time as everything else I'm cooking, yeah. in a glass bowl, drop a couple of drops of water covered in the microwave and they steam perfectly and mm. you don't lose any nutrients. You get the really nice crispy texture you know, like where it's so crispy is the wrong word, where it's nice and crunchy and lovely. Yeah. I think they're great. Um, I also keep flatbreads in the freezer Freezer, yeah. um, because I'm, I will go to the shop, buy two packets because I'm greedy, get home and then they go off almost within 30 seconds because yeah. they're so fresh. And if you just pop them in the freezer, take one out and put them in the microwave for 20 seconds, they're lovely and soft and fluffy again. Yeah. So I think it's a really... It's a good tool to it's have. It's a good
0: tool, it's a good aid. It's like a cooking aid, isn't it? Definitely. Not, you're not gonna do everything in there. You can't no. do everything in there. But you know, it's it's some it's a great sort of For the right thing things, it's
1: brilliant. And even defrosting, like yeah. if you if you need to like I eat a weird amount of chicken and if I want to defrost something really quickly, yeah. you can just slap it in on full and then get it out and it will be like, you know, half cooked, then you can roast it off in yeah. the oven. It's really good.
0: And that comes on to your last thing actually, which is about batch cooking. Because if you're yeah. batch cooking and you're freezing and you're freezing in nice little tubs, that means you don't have to think about getting it out yeah. in the morning to,
1: you know, and I read a stat saying that forty percent of all grown foods in the UK, i.e. fruits, vegetables that are grown here, I presume grains as well, are then thrown away. God. And that is a huge amount of food. And when people talk about food waste here and you know, often there's like food waste campaigns and you see, I don't know, a chef cooking like something with carrot tops, yeah. which is great. But if you go to Tesco, there aren't carrot tops no. anyway. They're all cut off. The best thing that you can do is buy little and often. Mm. So you don't throw away. Or if you do notice you've got extra stuff, just batch cook something like a soup or a yummy chili. Box it up, shove it in the freezer and then you've got like instant yeah, win yeah, later yeah. on. So yeah. It is a really good way to do it. Do
0: you do that every week?
1: A lot. Do I do a lot of batch cooking. So I do, I do my like... Green death thing. Yeah. And then I will do like things like dolls, stews. Yeah. I've got quite a tiny freezer, but I love knowing that if I suddenly decide not to go out and I want to stay in, that I've just got something really something nice in there. You can pull out of Pasta there, yeah. freezes really well as well. Top tip. One pastas freeze really well. Does it? Well, they, so the, well, they'll come out of the, of the microwave. So all this is all feeding into the same machine. So
0: yeah.
1: A bit claggy, but you just a little bit of hot water. Yeah. Boom. They wake just up. Done
0: amazing god (laughs) well so many brilliant tips there john and um if people want to get your book it's called fast feast quick and easy recipes with middle eastern twist by john gregory smith um and where can people follow your fantastic videos
1: so i'm online at john gs all one word on instagram tiktok and now youtube oh wow yeah (laughs) triple whammy i know right
0: (laughs) thanks for coming to chat oh thanks for having me it's always a pleasure thank you for listening to the olive podcast for recipes and more information head to olivemagazine.com do remember to listen out for our effortless bonus episodes where our guests reveal their best cooking cheats hacks and shortcuts and don't forget to subscribe at itunes acast spotify or wherever you get your podcasts